0: Welcome to the Creative Agency Account Manager podcast with me Jenny Plant from Account Management Skills Training. I'm on a mission to help those in agency client service keep and grow those existing client relationships so your agency business can thrive. Welcome to episode 82. Now emerging technologies like AI are taking the world by storm at the moment, with the likes of Microsoft's Chat GPT, for example. And today's guest is the co-founder of Poised, an AI-driven app that I've been using for a couple of months now, and I believe is pretty game-changing for account managers to help them communicate on a much more deeper level with their clients. So I've invited the co-founder, Somya Mohan, to talk to me about it and share the features and benefits so you can decide for yourself. So let's go over to the intro now. Okay, today I'm really excited to be speaking to Somya. Somya is the co-founder and COO at Poised. Now, Poised is an AI-powered speech coach that gives you real-time and retrospective feedback on your virtual meeting. I've been using Poised for a few months now, and I'm so impressed that I've been recommending it to all of the account managers that I'm training. So I'm really excited to have invited Somya on the show so he can talk about it himself, talk about the details, what it does, and also tell me a bit about why he put it together and why he did it. So, Somya welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks you for having me, Jenny.
0: It's a pleasure.
1: Thanks.
0: So, do you mind starting by just explaining a bit about your background and experience?
1: For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I may be a bit more of an unusual guest on your podcast because, I mean, I grew up in India and then, but I've been in US and the Bay Area mostly for the last 10, 12 years. I started off my career as a software engineer but soon kind of moved into product management, which is this newer field related to software where you are kind of managing the development of the software, the strategy, the roadmap, and the design kind of end to end, making sure the software is being developed that would meet the user's goals and the business goals. And, Yeah, I've been in the product management space, growing my career in that for the last 10 years or so before starting Poist and worked for a few different types of companies. Worked at Microsoft on their meetings platform, actually, which is called Microsoft Teams. So contributed to that, worked at Glassdoor, which you may be familiar with. Yeah, working for a lot of products to help employers better understand their company, better understand the hiring market. Products like that. Worked in the energy software space. So yeah, a few different types of companies, different sizes until around... Around two years ago, I decided to partner up with a few folks and start Points.
0: So how did that come about? Like what was the trigger for you to decide to do this?
1: Yeah, so this was around, you could say around six to eight months after COVID happened. So a lot more of the work was happening online with remote meetings and and then stuff. And as I was exploring few opportunities, and as we were brainstorming, just this this idea, this vision of Point really resonated with me around helping professionals, helping professionals present themselves, communicate much better in online meetings. And yeah, it, throughout my career, I had felt this pain point where. Communication is so important to getting things done, to having an impact, to moving forward in your career, but it was so hard to actually improve on it and then actually take action on it. I mean, I could recount one episode, like when I was leaving one of my jobs after working for three years, I asked my manager as to what is one thing maybe I could have done better here if I just like asked that question to retrospect and uh, yeah, they said that after a lot of pushing, he, he said that maybe uh, you could have been communicating much more confidently when talking to the executives in the company. And yeah, I mean, this was like something that was never shared to me before and it's uh, something that was kind of a surprise. But on pushing, I, I mean, I realized like how hard it is to also share this type of feedback where as a manager, maybe you're not sure how somebody would action on it or how somebody would take it. So it's, it's something that people are hesitant to share. And then so in general, I found like it's not just me, so many other people are in that same boat where these skills are so important to getting things done, but then it's really hard to get feedback, which is really vital to improve. And then obviously, not just one feedback, but you need continuous feedback in order to make progress. And some of the other resources like going to a coach are so expensive or going to some other training program takes a lot of time, takes a lot of money. So it's not easy to do. So combining all of that, plus the fact that like so much of the work was happening online, which created this opportunity. We thought that like, we could analyze these communications that were happening online automatically and provide feedback both to people as soon as possible. And we also saw all of this progress in artificial intelligence that was happening that we felt was already a lot of it was there. It was continued to going to develop, which would really help us develop this product and make it much more powerful in the future.
0: So many yeah, things yeah. that I want to kind of play back because I think for those account managers that are listening to this, I mean, first of all, I'd like to say well done for asking for feedback from your employer to say, what could I have done differently? I think that takes courage. And the other thing that you said is sometimes managers don't feel comfortable giving someone feedback on their performance on a meeting, maybe on a client meeting on Zoom or Teams, et cetera. And it is difficult. So I think you're right. I mean, it it seemed like the perfect storm from what you've described. You know, everyone's had to go online. I mean, I'm not sure. I was using Zoom before the whole pandemic, but maybe a lot of people weren't. And so you've just got one little box that you're trying to make an yeah. impact. You use the word impact, which I think is fantastic. So for those who are listening, who are unfamiliar with the AI tool Poise, can you just tell us, you know, how does it work and what does it do?
1: Yeah, so Poise today is a desktop application. It's a Mac or Windows application that you install. And then it connects to your meeting tools, whatever you use, Zoom, Google Meet. It works with all the meeting tools out there pretty much and connects with your calendars if you're able to. And then so it automatically comes on during your calls in the background, and it starts listening to what you're saying and your video and, and starts analyzing that privately without telling others that you're using this uh, platform. And based on that analysis, it gives you both real-time feedback during the call on things you could action on during the call itself, like maybe uh, you're speaking too fast or you're speaking a lot and you could take a pause or you're interrupting others a lot. And so all of those different aspects, and then it provides retrospective feedback after the meeting where you can dig into like what you did well on and what could you have improved on sort of like maybe where you were not concise and how you could have been more concise or where you were low on energy so you can see all of those things in a particular meeting and then because it's there with you in all your meetings it's sort of attending them analyzing them automatically it's able to show you these trends and patterns over time as to how you are progressing over time how you do in different kinds of meetings where you're more confident or less energetic and all of these patterns it's able to identify and then based on all of that it also starts then with mending you certain actions which we call challenges it sort of starts bubbling up these challenges now which help you kind of in a more fun way kind of take care of a lot of these improvement areas by working through them inside your meetings itself. So yeah, this is the whole kind of journey of working through twice.
0: I think it's so funny because I've only just started using it for the last couple of months and I've been sharing it with the account managers that I'm training and I get a mix of reactions. Some people say, that's scary or, oh my God, I don't want to know. And things like this. I mean, is that a familiar kind of first reaction that you're getting?
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, we hear that a lot from our new users and then people who are visiting our website and stuff, and we try to make them comfortable. And one thing we actually hear a lot is like people say that they were afraid before coming into it, but once they start using it, actually doesn't feel that sort of intimidating. Maybe because it's sort of like it's not like a person giving you feedback; it's a software giving you feedback, so it doesn't come across as that. And it's not like everybody has strengths and weaknesses, so the product is not trying to kind of really just point out your weaknesses or really hone in on them. It's also trying to sort of encourage and make it fun for you to sort of work through this journey.
0: I mean, for me, I think you're absolutely right. I think what I've been emphasizing to people is it's private. No one's looking at this stuff. It's just a machine. So it's kind of like having an individual coach that is giving you real-time feedback. And I have to say, having used it myself, and I use it on all my Zoom meetings, I've been looking at my reports and seeing, you know, often I'm using hedging words So I love how you get a little retrospective report and they pull out a clip and play your voice back to you where you've used hedging words, or as you said, you know, am I using stories to engage with my client? Because I think particularly when you are in the service sector, so We're talking about account managers. It's your job to create rapport with your client, to make them feel comfortable. So you've got to set the tone. So I just think there are so many things about this tool that are useful. You know, I've had feedback, I'll be honest, to say, you didn't sound so confident in that meeting or your energy was low. Now, who doesn't need to hear that stuff? I think particularly if you're the one that's trying to make your client feel comfortable and, you know, trying to be more engaging with your clients, I just think it's a massively useful thing to have. And it's coming up right on your screen. So what else can you tell me about the tool in terms of benefits, particularly with people that have fed back to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of our users are account managers or people who are interfacing with customers all the time. And as you said, like building rapport is one of the fundamental sort of goals for them in any conversation they're having. And I would say like beyond that, like I think sort of influencing their clients, how well they can do that without just taking orders from them. And in order to do that, I think it is really important that you're coming across as uh confident, engaging, you're very clear, concise in in how you're communicating. And so all of the aspects that this tool is trying to give feedback on, measure on, roll into making you more effective with that. And yeah, another aspect is like, as part of that is building trust with them and making them feel heard. So that's sort of another aspect of the tool as to like the different aspects it's measuring is making sure that you're coming across as empathetic and coming across as a trustworthy person, like you're not interrupting them too much. You're not using sort of like too much of a sensitive language, things like that. So so yeah, it, it hopefully all, as you said, like the communication with clients is one of the most critical things to be effective in this role. And even if you can get 5% better in it using this product, it could have huge, huge benefits for your impact in your business. Yeah,
0: That is such an important point. I think you're so right. I mean, you'd think someone like me was kind of proficient in terms of you know, because I do a lot of my training on Zoom, et cetera, but actually I'm always learning new things. And personally, I like personal development. I like improving myself and I'm open to receiving feedback. And you are too, clearly, if you asked your previous employer, what could I have done differently? I think I would encourage anyone listening to this to really check it out because, again, from an account manager's perspective, you know, a lot of our job is listening. You know, the last thing you want to be doing is interrupting your client, talking over them, yeah, yeah. talking too fast so that they don't understand yeah. what the hell you're saying.
1: And it, then, most likely, your client is not going to give you any feedback on any of these things. So uh-huh. you're just getting a black hole. It's sort of like everything is going into a black hole, really, and you're not getting any feedback. So, so that's where it can really, I think, bring light to so many things.
0: You know, I was just sort of something a little bit funny. The other aspect of being on a call with a client is not just energy, voice, things like that, but what about the visual part? I'm curious, well, two things really. One is how can it tell that your energy is low? So that's my first Mm -hmm. question. And then secondly, I suppose what I want to know is how is it going to develop in the future? Do you see it having additional capabilities to what it has currently?
1: yeah so yeah, on the energy piece, it does that today mostly based on so we work with a lot of speech coaches who are coming from sort of Harvard, Stanford and who coach some of the big executives here in US. And so energy is one of the big things they focus on to make sure these people are sounding inspirational, are sounding really confident. And the big factors, there's a lot of research behind this as to like what goes into that is like the vocal variation as to like how much are you varying your voice in terms of the pitch, in terms of your volume, in terms of your pace. And so that is what really goes into energy along with just like the volume itself to some extent. And and as you said, like it's so important on Zoom, especially because you're just in the small box. And so if you're really trying to get something across, uh, energy is coming across energetic in your voice is it, really important. And then, as you said, like it's also energy is also visual to some extent. So visually, how are you are coming across your eye contact and you're speaking, how you're framing yourself in the camera, your body language to some extent is also super important.
0: Can it tell if you've got a door behind you with your dirty washing hanging on the back? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not yet, but that Not would yet. be easy for us to do, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's hilarious.
0: I, I've seen it so many times because actually it is yeah. about the setup behind you as well that yeah. You know, a lot of people use backgrounds obviously now, but yeah. that would be hilarious. So tell me what you've got planned for poise. Yeah. I'd love to hear how it's going yeah, to evolve. To become even more scary than yeah. it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hopefully not not scary at all. We don't think of it like that. But I mean, if you think about communication, it, it's so broad, right? Like there's so much to do around being a better communicator. So we think there's just huge potential in terms of where the platform can go and develop. So a few different aspects of that I can talk about is one is like just the type of feedback it provides, I think, can be just be much much more powerful especially around the content of what you're saying as to the, the words that you are say using so i think in the future it can much more deeply understand sort of the context of the communication and then provide feedback on you as to like maybe you could have said this instead of that or you could have said this along with it so for example maybe even in an account management situation where an account manager is trying to convince the client about taking a certain approach poise could provide feedback that like maybe you could have provided this example here instead of just telling them the fact and that could have been much more powerful so i think yeah understanding the context much better and then being able to provide these cues around what you could have said and that would be possible but just like how ai is progressing the, the kind of intelligence it can provide but also like the data we have And being able to see like all these conversations and what is being more effective versus less effective can help us provide these these sort of recommendations as as the platform improves. Second is today, Poise primarily provides feedback and that's the way we help people improve. But I think improving on a lot of these things, these are new skills that we are helping users develop. So it takes time for people to develop these skills. It's not like suddenly you receive this feedback and you snap and you become an awesome speaker. So... So yeah, making it easier for them to go through this journey, I think we'll be doing a lot more. So that could be in the form of like making the process much more gamified and fun, you could say, where because it's always on, it's always in your meeting, sort of like it could gamify it much more like, okay, let's maybe let's focus on your energy for this week and then kind of taking you through that and gamifying it for you. So you sort of like are really motivated to put in that effort day in and day out and it's sort of, it's fun and it's not just like scary or seems too much of this feedback and demotivating that you're not able to improve or something, but it's actually fun to keep making progress towards those things. You're also providing a lot more tactics as to like, maybe try this, maybe try that, and providing all these different approaches you could try to actually make an impact or to work these skills. So yeah, I think like making that improvement journey much more easier would be a big step forward. Yeah, and in the long term, we also see that like this product doesn't have to just be in online meetings. We also see that it could be there with you in your physical conversations. Like maybe if you wear an Apple Watch, it could be an application on your Apple Watch that's just listening to you and could be providing you feedback through that. So it could be much more broader, even outside of online meetings, sort of helping you with all your communication, verbal communication, and that's important to you.
0: Oh my goodness. This is so exciting. I love that the idea of making it, you know, more fun and people that particularly are competitive, I can see that maybe within a company, You could invite your colleague to take part in, you know, let's, as you say, look at our use of hedging words. Who can use the less hedging words and filler words? I love that. That's such a good idea. And then longer term, my goodness, physical conversations as well. That's a really good idea. I was also thinking that there may be incidences, and you've probably already explored this, where you have companies who want to give this tool to their sales teams. And presumably Mm -hmm. they have their own key messages that they like their sales team to use in sales conversations. And I'm just wondering if there was an option to have like a company specific version of Poised where you would program in, you know, when you described this particular feature of our product or when you described our services, you failed to mention that you yeah. know, the company had been around for 100 years or something like that. Can you see yeah. that there would be a need for this in a company-specific environment?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, we're just starting to talk to companies to understand some of those needs. So definitely, but I see the potential. I mean, I think I would say a lot of the sales tools, people already have a lot of these sales tools, which are providing some of this feedback today where they're trying to enforce this messaging. So we're trying to see like where does forest fit among the ecosystem of tools that the sales team uses today, but definitely trying to understand that and move towards that direction. Yeah.
0: So Sonia, you're very obviously very plugged into the AI space. Tell us where you think this is going to go in the future. I'd love to hear your thoughts on trends, maybe other things that you're seeing your colleagues and network working on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to predict the future, (laughs) but I think I can just say what may happen. But yeah, I mean, even in the last six months, a year or so, I feel like a lot of the AI had so many new product services that have come out that are surprising and nobody had expected that to happen so quickly. So that's why I'm saying it's really hard to say how fast things will progress in the future or maybe we'll hit a bit of plateau at some point and it'll take some more time for things to develop. But I mean, one thing I think we and uh, I and uh, we at Poise really believe is that, like, I, th- I think there's a lot of narrative around AI just taking away jobs or like it automating everything. But I think I do feel like it is much more about augmenting people. And AI being really a tool for them and a superpower for them that really make their jobs easier, increase their impact as to what they work on and make them sort of 10x more effective than than what they were in the past. Then you would say it's taking away a lot of jobs. And that's what we are really trying to do at Poise also in some sense in terms of making them a much, much stronger communicator. And then that's how I see AI evolving in more and more of those areas. Like if you think about anybody's daily job, like what are some parts of it that are hard for them that are maybe even boring for them? treasury for them, like AI yeah, can automate those kind of tasks, and then where it's hard for them, it can really help them make a difference. But yeah, in terms of evolving, I think maybe you and your listeners may have heard about like Chat GPT, for example, recently, which has become really, really popular. But yeah, you could see that being applied to so many different things. And I mean, of the base of it is just like Google search, which we all use so regularly, and how that could be much, much more powerful if it's able to deliver to you like really succinct answer without you searching for things of what you want and that's actually accurate which is not today but i think it will advance to a level where it, it could guarantee you that it's accurate and i think understanding one place where i think it'll improve more and more is understanding really the context of what you're asking it to do and then being much much more smarter around it and that's how i also mentioned how we could leverage it at voice movement more as to like understanding the context of the conversation that's happening and then in the context in which somebody said something so that we are able to provide them much much more personalized and important feedback in that instance yeah so that's, that's just two cents yeah
0: very exciting I think chat GPT yeah absolutely it's you know my network has blown up we're all using it for different reasons like yeah. recently for example I've drafted some landing pages for my website I've drafted emails I've done research for case studies for my training and I know there are lots and lots of people using it in different ways and i was just keen to see obviously chat gpt is microsoft isn't it and yeah
1: it's it's mostly backed by microsoft and yeah and google came out with its own thing pretty recently yeah
0: and what any thoughts on that because i've just been looking at the launch and everyone's kind of saying that google didn't do such a great job i don't know what you, what your thoughts are It's BARD, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's called BARD. But I mean, Google, I would say it's hard to underestimate Google because they are really a pioneer in this field and they have been uh, investing in artificial intelligence since whenever they've started. So it's hard to really underestimate that they're behind them. And then they obviously, they have the brand and they have the reach of already being in everybody's fingertips. So to take somebody off Google and use a new thing, that thing has to be 10x better than Google, which I would be surprised if somebody is able to come up with something like that, which Google doesn't have, yeah.
0: I agree. I mean, you're right. Don't underestimate them. But I just think it's quite (laughs) exciting to watch these two giants just with a race to getting the best product to market and to get everybody using it, obviously.
1: And that's always good for consumers like you and me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, we're the ones that are going to ultimately benefit, aren't we? Any other thoughts? I mean, I've just mentioned that drafting website landing pages using AI or, you know, maybe an email sequence to your customers, you know, from a marketing perspective, from a promotion perspective. Have you got any other thoughts on how AI can help marketers?
1: Yeah, so you already mentioned creating content, which is a large part of what marketers do. And so, yeah, that process can be really streamlined, much more efficient and coming up with much more impactful content there. But I think outside of that, there's so much more data that marketers have access to now with how users are engaging with their content or with their website or different parts of the ecosystem that they have created. And so AI could also be really beneficial in terms of automatically analyzing that content to different things. So the use cases there are many, like for things like predictive sort of analytics, like AI could be used to predict as to, like, okay, this prospect maybe reached your website, how likely it is that this prospect could be really high value for you. And then maybe you do something much more targeted for that prospect because the AI was able to predict based on past patterns that they are much more high value for you as a prospect. So yeah, a lot of predictive analytics like that, like maybe predicting when a customer may be at high risk of churning from you based on the data patterns you're observing and how they are interacting with you, maybe even how they're having the conversation with you during a meeting. So yeah, there's so much predictive power in AI because there's so much more data now to glean from to make those predictions. It could be used for a lot of customer segmentation, again, from all of this data, which is the key thing that marketers have to do as to understanding like, One part of AI is called unsupervised learning, where you don't even have to tell it like as to this is the outcome I want to achieve. It just sort of tries to make sense of all of the data you give to it. So that's where customer segmentation could be powerful, where you could give to it all the data and it tries to come up with what are some patterns in it that could be different segments of your market. Those are just some examples here.
0: Great examples. Thank you for sharing. Just one question that's kind of popped into my mind. From a data protection stance, You know, clearly Poised, you know, you've given it permission to record your voice, not the voices of the people that you're talking to. And how do you, I probably signed up and clicked, you know, what happens to that data? Can you give us kind of a top line policy just from a data protection angle?
1: Yeah, so all the, the meeting data that you're recording is obviously owned by you as a user of Poised. And in fact, we also have a functionality where all data gets automatically deleted after a week. So all your meeting recordings and everything, because it it still keeps the analysis part of it, which doesn't have anything super sensitive. But all the sort of the recordings get automatically deleted after a week. So you're not concerned about any of those things. But I think we've obviously been very careful about, we know that this is uh, sensitive, confidential data for Uh, our users so making sure and we're not using it in any way or have intentions of using it in any way in the future in fact i think this is another area for us to like really keep investing in and then making sure we are continuing to follow the best practices, industry practices out there. Like one of the things we are exploring now is uh, even a functionality where the data doesn't even leave your devices. So all the analysis just happens on your device and it's all stored on your device. So nothing is going to the cloud. So you're even more assured that the data is not going to go anywhere in any way. Yeah.
0: That's a great idea, actually, because then hopefully it will encourage people to think that, you know, no one's looking at this. This is just me and it's just for me. Do you have, I mean, we've talked about different use cases for AI and how it's evolving and how it's particularly useful for marketers, maybe, in you know, looking at their data. You know, obviously my audience are agencies that are Mm -hmm. supporting marketers. Do you have any thoughts on how they could embrace AI?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, agencies themselves are obviously a lot part of them. What they're doing is marketing. So all of these use cases we discussed are very relevant for them. But outside of that, as I said, like a lot of what AI helps with is maybe the jobs you don't want to do, but not core of your job. So like just automating all of those things, I think is going to be really useful with AI. Like. A lot of the HR stuff, that's just like you're doing. There's a lot of tools that are becoming more and more advanced by incorporating AI into them that could be useful for that. So yeah, all of these different sort of functions that are involved in maybe operating an agency can be automated away, whether that's HR, whether that's just operational work, that's legal, all of these things. Like, for example, I recently came across a tool that automates new employee onboarding very easily for any company, really, by taking in some patterns from past employees and how they have been onboarded. So making it super easy for new employees to join any company. So yeah, all of these functions, I think, will get much, much more automated and also much more effective in some ways by having the power of data behind them.
0: That's interesting. So how does it actually onboard employees?
1: Yeah, so in the sense of sort of like giving them all the resources that they would need to get started in a company and uh, giving them access to that, giving them access to sort of like these are the people you should meet, giving them access to all the different systems, IT systems within the company, and all of those things happening in an automated fashion, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Gosh, that would save so much time, wouldn't it? And and what would you yeah. need to do to kind of set that kind of thing up? Are these programs that you buy? Yeah. You,
1: yeah, do... I think it's it's all obviously an evolving space. So like I would say generally it's the end state of it is that there's a program that you can easily buy off the shelf and really plug into your company and it's super easy to use. So I think that's where it will probably reach pretty soon. But you could see some of the early adopters kind of hacking it together themselves, where there's a lot of AI-based tools that you can kind of hack together yourselves to make it work for you. And then a lot of no-code tools, which is another trend sort of like where you don't even need to code. To use these tools and then like zapier and things like these where you could kind of hook them together to make a system like this yeah
0: gosh it just feels like there's so much opportunity here and like you did is to identify what the pain point is because as you said hr is a hugely sometimes you know cumbersome process no one's got time to dedicate to it because they're too busy working on the business or getting new business So anything that's kind of repetitive or a process that could be speeded up, I think is a a great thing. So Sonya, this has been fascinating. Are there any questions that I haven't asked you that I should have done or anything that you can share with my audience that you think would be useful?
1: No, I think we've been pretty thorough and we're just encouraging, obviously, everyone to try out voice, give it a try. Don't be shy or afraid and would love to kind of get any feedback from folks. I mean, we are still, I think, early in our journey. So we have a long way to go, as you see, in terms of developing the platform. And then you'll see a lot more powerful features coming in. So we're always looking for feedback. So do reach out to me personally if, if you have any feedback some at somewhere at But uh, yeah, it's been great being part of this. And I think the audience you have is a great use case for the product we are developing. So I'm excited to have more of them using Poist.
0: Oh, so am I. So thank you so much for sharing so much value and enlightening us. And we'll include your email details in the show notes as well, Somya. So thank you so, so much. And I will include the link to Poised, obviously, for people to get signed up. I think there's a free trial initially, isn't there? And then it's a very low fee on an ongoing basis. So once again, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Jay.
0: I hope you enjoyed my chat with Somya and you will think about trying poised for yourself. I think when using video conferencing tools like Teams, Zoom and Google Hangouts, it really is a very discreet and helpful way to improve your communication skills and it will enable you to connect with your clients on a much deeper level. Now, if you're in an agency account manager or director role and you'd like to enhance your client growth skills, then check out my account accelerator training program. It's specifically designed to help you in your agency role and will give you a more systematic approach to client retention and growth. You can find all the details on my website, which is accountmanagementskills.com forward slash training. And you can also schedule a short call with me if you'd like to chat about whether this is a good fit for you. I'll see you on the next one.